has been a blessing being here this week. Um, seeing everybody work together for the good of the kids. And I know as an adult, I learned a thing or two myself. Um, like how many kids can pass gas in one room? It's it's pretty amazing how, how we can do that. So, But... Needless to say, I think everybody walked away with something um, as an adult and as functioning with these kids and helping them learn. Um, it made me think back to my childhood and, and who took the time to pour out into me and how much that means to me now where I stand and how much it meant to me back then. Um, I believe that God showed me how intentional we need to be with what gifts He's given us. Um, there was kind of some redirecting before Bible school started. So people showed up in different roles. Um, Sister Kelly had felt God lay it on her heart to put people in, in different spots this year. And I, I think it worked out fantastically. And, and what a true blessing. And, and everybody here allowed God to show up and, and do His thing because we're all, like Annika said, just instruments for God and, and using our talents to help further the next generation and further ourselves in God's Word. So if you would, we'll get started. I'll say a little word of prayer. If you would, please bow with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come to you today, Lord, thankful. Lord, I approach you with a truly thankful heart this morning. God, of everything that has been said and done this week, Lord, I know by the outcome that it was all in your hands the whole time. God, I know that your presence and your spirit was here this week. God, we're thankful for the miracles that you've worked and the lives that were changed. God, and it doesn't stop there. Lord, you have a hand in everything that we do, and we're so thankful for that. God, we just pray that you be with us going forward, Lord, that we can carry this excitement. God, that we can carry this knowledge and the things that you showed us this week. Lord, not only into our homes, but into our community. God, that you would give us the courage to step forward. Lord, and to step up and do the things that you've called us to do. God, we're thankful for your son. As we learned this week, how truly amazing he really was. God, and, and the fact that he still lives, Lord, we're just thankful that you sent him, that we may have a chance to spend eternity with you. God, I pray that everything that's said and done going forward today, Lord, would just give honor and glory to your name. Lord, I'm thankful for this church and this fantastic building that you've supplied us with, Lord, in this community. Lord, it's in your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen. I'm going to kind of walk through uh, day by day the lessons we learned. And the one thing that God showed me as I was praying about a message this morning was how intentional are we? How intentional are we with our day-to-day -day actions and how intentional we are with the things that we say and the time that we spend doing different things? I know most generally a lot of people watch TV and they listen to music that's maybe not beneficial. And the Bible tells us just because we can do it does not mean that it's good for us to do. And I feel like a lot of time is wasted in our day-to-day -day lives when it comes to serving the Lord. And we could take a lot of that time and it's proven this week that over 80 people took three hours a night out of their life 
to serve the Lord. Amen. I think God deserves a big round of applause because the things that He does and the things that He shows us is just amazing. And He gives us these things. Now, I know that I'm just as tired as everybody else is. And I know we're all wore out, but we took three hours at least a day for six days and gave it to God every day. Um, And it did not return void. We had, I think, four salvations. We had five baptisms on Friday night, and then we got four baptisms today. God's promises are true. He says that His Word will not return void, and He showed up strong this week, and the rewards are seen. The first salvation came early. It was on the second day, I believe. And at that point, when I was talking to another guy, we decided that if that was the only one, that this whole week was worth it. Because that's one more life that's turned over to God's hands. And that is a beautiful thing. But it takes intention. So, starting day one, can any of the kids tell me what we studied on day one? Right. So my class picked up on day one pretty good. And it's when um, Jesus' mom and dad lost him in Jerusalem when they went to the Passover feast and they found him in the temple. How many miles was it from Nazareth to Jerusalem? Seventy. Seventy. How many days did it take him to walk there? Three. How many days was it before they noticed Jesus was missing? One. How many days did it take him to find him? Three. Where did they find him at? It's simple. Who is he with? See? Right? That's amazing. The first night they're picking up these things. It's just amazing. God is so good. But any, he takes these little things. And my whole intentions for every class was to read the scripture. And center the focus around God. Now we played games and we messed around a lot. But... These kids really focused on Scripture and God's Word. And I believe, even as a young boy, Jesus, at 12 years old, traveling with Mary and Joseph, he went to the temple and got lost in in the doctrine, and he was asking questions, and, and the people were just astonished at the questions and the knowledge that Jesus had. And Jesus was being intentional in the fact that he wanted to get to know his father more. He was intentionally at the temple asking questions so that he could learn. He had a yearning for more. He wanted to understand more. And he knew that to be productive, he had to know what was going on. So he was in the temple at the age of 12 asking these serious questions. And then we go to night two. What did we learn at night two? Anybody? What was night two? Jesus' baptism, right? So we find John the Baptist in the river baptizing people. And here comes Jesus. I really should have a mic and just walk around let the kids tell these stories. And Jesus came to John and said, I want to be baptized. And John said, I don't think so. Man, you don't, I don't need to baptize you. You need to baptize me. 
Kids, why didn't Jesus need to be baptized? He was sinless, right? He was spotless. He was blemishless. Jesus was good. But why did He do it? To set an example, right? And at the end, He says, because God wants me to. So on day two, when we're learning about the baptism of Jesus, and John the Baptist's obedience, and Jesus' obedience, Jesus came to set an example, He was intentional about setting the right example for what was important for His Father. And God said it's important that you get baptized. So Jesus, not needing to get baptized because He was sinless, got baptized anyway to set an example for what we needed to do. Jesus was very intentional with everything that He did, and He didn't do anything just because. He was intentional about every motion and every gesture that he did not to ever set a bad example for anyone. So Jesus was intentional about setting an example. In day three, what did we learn about? We just did it. Yeah, the boat. What happened at the boat? Well, I came over there and they Perfect. So, if you missed it, he just ran through the whole play <laughs> of, of how Jesus came and walking on water. And I believe that Jesus was showing Peter and his disciples something that night. He was intentionally showing them what their faith would have to be like. They had Jesus at the moment, but Jesus knew that he wasn't here permanently, that he was eventually going to leave his disciples and leave us behind and go, and we were going to have to have faith to follow without him there. And so he asked Peter to rely on his faith and walk towards him on water. And so he was intentional about exercising the faith of his disciples so that when he was not present, they would still have faith. Because it is far harder to have faith in something that is unseen, because if it is seen, there is no faith whatsoever. So we as believers have faith that God is our Father, and that Jesus died and was resurrected the third day and now sits on the right hand of his Father in heaven. But Jesus was intentional while he was here to build people's faith. He was intentional about what he was doing. In day four, what happened? Anybody day four? Michaela, what do you got? At the tomb, right? So Jesus was crucified on the cross and he was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, he was resurrected, thus conquering death, right? 
Did Jesus just conquer death and leave, or did he talk to people? Who did he talk to first? Talk to Mary first, right? Did Jesus try to hide himself? No. Jesus intentionally made himself known so that people might see and believe that he was truly resurrected from the dead because he knew how little faith we have in the flesh. So he appeared. And I believe that Jesus is trying to show us that he doesn't want to hide himself from us. He wants to continually show us his grace and his mercy and his power. That's why God says, if you seek him, you'll find him. If you'll knock and the door will be opened. Jesus doesn't want to hide from us. He wants to make himself known to us. He was intentionally making himself known that he was alive and that he is good. And he wants to do that through us today. He wants us to be intentional about showing how that we have a resurrected Savior and that we have faith that someday our Savior that is alive is coming back and he is coming for all of his children. So he was intentional about making himself known and he is still intentional about making himself known today. He still wants to do works. He still wants to do wonders. And he wants to love on everybody that he can love on. What about day five? What do we do on day five? Once he breast the bread and broke it, they realized who that he was. And then he disappeared. Jesus wants us to know him. He was intentional about the fact that we get to know him. All these things that we learned this week, God showed me through all these things how intentional he is. How intentional Jesus was when he walked the face of the earth and everything that he'd done has a symbolism or a direct correlation to the fact that he's intentional about getting to know us. He's intentional about wanting us. He's intentional about us getting to see him. He's intentional about building our faith. Jesus was very intentional. And then he showed me how 37 grown-ups were very intentional this week. There were 37, I think 37, 37 people here that were here for the purpose of grooming the next generation. We weren't here for our own benefit and our own accord because the week goes on. It gets a little higher stress. The kiss gets a little more wired and, and you get a little more wore out and, and these things happen. But the fact is that the intentionality of every person that was here serving was here for the good of the next generation to show them God's love for them. 
And so it was not about self-boasting. It was a very selfless week and how God shows Himself and how we should be every day of our lives, not just during vacation Bible school week, but we should be intentional, not only about showing God's love to other people, not only on building our faith, but seeking Him and how we should spend time in our own lives and how we should be intentional about our walk with the Lord. I believe that sometimes we let life take over and our intentions may be good, but you can have good intentions and never get things done. But being intentional, going forth with a purpose, setting a goal... My goal this week was to do the best that God would have me do. I don't want to do the best that I can do because that's never going to be enough. I wanted to do the best that God had for me. And I'll just give you a little bit of example of that. He turned a very bad situation in the second night where I had messed up and he made it good. And we had a salvation out of my mistake. Amen. Not me, but because of him and his work and what he does. Because we're being intentional. We were here at this church serving intentionally because every person here cares about the kids that are sitting in this room, the kids that couldn't show up today and the potential kids that might come and all the families that came on Friday night. We were very intentional about showing everybody that we came in contact the love of God. Do we do that every day? Or do we have to set time aside to do that? I believe that we can show people the love of God without thinking about it, but we have to be intentional at home to do that. Our mind has to be intentional on focusing on Christ. Kenny talked about listening to some music that he doesn't necessarily care for because he wants his mind to be on God more because the music was about God and that's where he wants his mind to be. So it's not about the beat. It's not about the tone. It is about the message inside the music. But he wants his mind to be on God more. And that's where we all need to get to. We need to be intentional about how we're living our lives. We need to be intentional about discipling other people that they might start being intentional. You know, John tells Timothy, pick people that you know will do good. Not John Paul, sorry. Pick people that you know and be intentional with them. Train them, guide them, rear them that they might go touch somebody else's life. If you're not discipling somebody, if you're not teaching somebody, what God is giving you is setting inside and He's waiting for you to release it so that He can give you more. It's not going to stop. What God gives you doesn't need to stay inside because it's abundant. It's endless. God has more for you if you'll start saying yes to God. And if you'll start leading an intentional life for God, He has more for you. You're never going to get to the end of God. You're never going to give so much that you gave everything because God is all in all. He's Alpha and Omega. Even when you get to the end of you, a lot of times that's where we find God. I can't go no more. God says, I know you can't, but here I am. And you can keep going. 
We have to be intentional in our living. If Christians were more intentional, the world wouldn't be where it is today. But we have to start being intentional with the things that we say. Zach Yarger used to sing a song, and it would almost make me cry every time I heard it. And he was talking about talking to his best friend, and he never just could break that barrier to talk about the Lord and ask him if he was saved, and always resorted back to the useful things such as the weather. And he could never get to that barrier, and it was such a hard part of his life because he just couldn't get there. Things kept coming up, and he kept distracting the conversation with useless things. I had an old man tell me one time, he said, you know what you can do about the weather? And I said, no what? And he said, talk about it. That's all you can do. Doesn't make a difference. You know what you can do with God's Word? You can sow it. You can plant it. And God will give it the increase that it needs. And you can help give somebody an everlasting life. That's what you can do with God's Word. That's what you can do when you're intentional about talking with people about God and telling them and showing them. Believe it or not, I'm not the best with words, but the way God uses me a lot of times is through actions and I don't even realize it. And I'm not saying that I'm the best and that sometimes I don't overreact because you can ask my wife and kids. I'm not the best that there is, but I try. And I spend my time in the Lord. And I need to spend more time in the Lord. And you can never get enough time in the Lord. You can never sacrifice enough of yourself to replace it with the Lord because you're never going to get there. But you can try every day. And the more that you focus on at home the more it's going to show when you're out because it becomes a natural thing. It becomes a natural conversation when that's all that you're putting into your head and that's all that you're putting into your mind and those are the words that you're reading and that's the music you're hearing and you see your family reading the Bible and you go to bed at night and you're praying and you wake up and you're praying and before meals you're praying. Eventually, you're going to show everybody that you come in contact with God because that's the only conversation piece that you have. Guess what happened at Bible school this week? We had four salvations. We had nine baptisms. Guess what we learned on the first day? My kids knew how many miles it is from Nazareth to Jerusalem. That is your topic of conversation because you don't care about the weather because God's in control of that. You don't care about your finances because God's in control of that. You don't care about a sermon that's coming up on Sunday and you've got nothing because you know that God is going to take your mouth and that He's going to use it to benefit His kingdom. Now we're going to have moments of doubt just like Peter did on the water but we have to remember the example that Jesus was intentional when you're sinking when you lose sight of me and you're focusing on the storm I'm going to grab you by the hand and I'm going to redirect your path I'm going to give you the confidence to keep walking and to keep going because when you get to the end of your rope I tie on another piece and that piece is made of me and I'm going to get you there I'm going to carry you all the way home. I'm going to pick you up off of your knees to help you walk again. And if you can't get up off your knees, I'm going to create a shelter for you to just hang out for a little bit and to give you peace so that you can rest and restore. But the focus that God showed me this week is where my focus is at, where my intentions are, what am I battling towards. 
Am I battling towards gaining and paying off my house? Of course I am, but that's not my focus. My focus is on God. I got to have a conversation with one of my employees on Saturday. She's been struggling, and she was going through a hard time. And God used my mouth, and he said, you know what? This job doesn't matter because there's another one out there where I can do the work of God. And if they want to fire me for that, then that is where I'm at. I'm okay because he's going to give me a job where I can show him again. But I have to see God in everything that we do. I've prayed with people in my office. I've prayed with people in the lobby of the bank. I've went on farm visits and I've talked about God in the cab of a one-ton pickup. But it's about your intentions. What are you focusing on? What's your focus of everyday life? Are you living a life for God? Are you living a life for yourself? And this week has been a realization for me that I've got more to give. I can release three hours of my day. Anybody that makes the excuse that they don't have the time and was here this last week, you're caught. (laughs) Because you gave up three solid hours, plus a lot of us was here at 5.15, and I know we didn't get home till 9.45 most every night, so you gave almost five hours out of your day. So don't tell me that there's not time, because there's time for things that you make time for. If it's important to you, you're going to make time for it. So just remember that going forward this week, that there are time for things that you make time for. And just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. I know a lot of times I spend time doing things that don't make any difference in the end of things. And I need to spend more time doing things that will make a difference for eternity and less things that make a difference on this earth. Because when I start receiving more of God, I've got more of God to give. And He can use me more. When I say yes, He's going to give me another yes opportunity. When I say yes to that, He's going to give me another yes opportunity. He doesn't want me to stay till, still. He'll give me a safe harbor when I get weak, and he'll, he'll guide me, and He'll give me peace, and He'll shelter me through the storm. But He doesn't want me to stay still. He keeps wanting me to move for the kingdom of God. So we have to keep moving. You have to keep moving. I know He says be still, but I think He says be still in your mind. I've got this. But you can't give up. You can't throw in the towel. Because that's exactly what Satan wants from us. We're going to open up the altars. If anybody's got anything heavy on their heart that is biting for their time, and you want to let it go, talk to God today. Let it go today. There is nothing in this world that demands your time that is more important than God is. Nothing. Jesus didn't have a home. Jesus relied on the kindness of other godly people to feed him. He came to this earth to be an example. And what an example he set for us. Jesus lived a life full of love. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't complex like my cell phone shut off and I can't get a hold of anybody. That's not a complex situation that Jesus dealt with. He didn't have to worry about paying his insurance. But even if it would have been a problem, he wouldn't have focused on that. Jesus was focused on building people. So what are your intentions this week? 
What are your intentions next week? Set a goal for yourself. And, and reflect and be like, you know, I spent so much of my time this week doing this and this and this. I, I feel like out of one out of those five things, I could, I could give up one out of those five things this week. And I could give it to God and I can spend that time praying or reading or worshiping in the car. Give up your country song about drinking and cussing. Man, country is getting bad about cuss words. But anyway, that's a side note. Spend your time putting good things in front of you. Put God in front of you in everything. He says, Thank, make, take every thought and make it captive to Christ. Brother Kenny said an example. He may not care wholly for 100% of the music, but he wants his mind right. That's where we got to get, because this world doesn't want your mind there. They want it on this and this and this and this instead of focused right here. So this week, I challenge you to let go of something. I challenge you to take a piece of your life, a moment of your time, and say, God, I'm going to let this go. And I'm going to give this 10 minutes to you. Or I'm going to let this go. And I'm going to give this 30 minutes to you. If you're spending an hour a day, make it an hour and 15 minutes. It's a slow build. But we've got to get realigned with what God would have on our lives. So take this time and reflect and think about what is my desire in God? Do I desire Him? Do I think about Him all the time? What am I replacing God with? It just takes some time. The altars are open. Come pray. If you've decided that you want to give your heart to God, this week has been a week of salvations and of blessings and of baptisms, and we're going to keep this ball rolling as long as God wants it to be rolling. That means today, tomorrow, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time of night. You can call me or any person here, and we'll help you walk you through salvation. Answering these kids' questions is one of the biggest blessings that I've ever had. I don't know much, but God does. And these kids showed that they were hungry for God and they were excited for God because not a lot of them would get up on stage by themselves to sing. But they've got a hunger and a desire for God. Let's be intentional this week. So if you need to come let something go, if you need to come give something up, if that's your heart, amen. If that's a piece of your time, amen. As long as we're stepping in the right direction toward God, we're stepping in the right direction. If you need somebody to pray with you, get somebody to pray with you. If you don't want to walk up here alone, hold your hand up. I'll walk back there and I'll get you and we'll walk it together. It doesn't matter to me. Because God's looking at what you're doing and He's pleased when you take a step towards Him. So come give it away right now. All these burdens that you're carrying and that darkness in your life and that sin, it's time to let it go today. It's time to let it go. Just come let it go.